This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Tuesday the 17th of January. I'm Nkem Ifejika. And I'm Sonal Patel. The head of the UK's armed forces is concerned about donating tanks to Ukraine. He says it will leave a gap in the armoury of the British forces and will impact on our ability as a nation to mobilise our army. Also, one of the UK's biggest police forces admits it's investigating hundreds of its officers over a thousand sexual and domestic abuse claims. I recognise that we failed and I'm sorry and I know we've let, um, we've let women down. The UK's top military official says the donation of tanks to Ukraine will leave the British Army temporarily weaker. Chief of General Staff General Sir Patrick Sanders made the comments in a leaked statement seen by Times Radio. The UK will donate 14 Challenger 2 tanks to Ukrainian forces in the hope it will encourage other Western nations to hand over more heavy armour. The UK Defence Secretary, who is in charge of the Ministry of Defence, or the MOD, is said to be in discussions with the Treasury about funding for the military. Lucy Fisher is Times Radio's chief political commentator. He says it will leave a gap in the armoury of the British forces and will impact on our ability as a nation to mobilise our army. Now, just to stress, the head of the army also makes clear that he thinks it's right. Ukraine needs British guns and tanks right now. But I think it's a significant intervention that insiders are, are telling me is designed to try and hold the MOD and Treasury's feet to the fire and ensure that they both replace and upgrade materiel that the UK is giving to Ukraine. General Sir Richard Dannett is a former Chief of General Staff and he told Times Radio that it makes sense to send the tanks to Ukraine. It's in everybody's interest, including us British, that the Ukrainians win. We've done a lot to help them not lose it. We've now absolutely got to help them to win it. And they're asking for offensive capability, tanks, armoured infantry, fighting vehicles, artillery. That's what we should be giving them. Yes, of course, our capability will be reduced a little bit. But um, where's the war now? It's in Ukraine. Meanwhile, a former commander from the Russian paramilitary Wagner Group has shown up in Norway to seek asylum. Andrei Medvedev said he deserted after witnessing war crimes in Ukraine. Here in the UK, the front pages have been all about a police officer in London who admitted being a serial rapist. Now it turns out he may not be alone. I recognise that we failed and I'm sorry, and I know we've let, um, we've let women down. The head of London's Metropolitan Police, Sir Mark Rowley. I have tens of thousands of great men and women who really care about policing London, but it's also very obvious I have hundreds of people who shouldn't be here and we haven't been tough enough about dealing with that. He says his force is investigating close to 800 of its own officers in connection with a thousand sexual and domestic abuse claims. David Carrick arriving in court. As a Metropolitan Police officer, Carrick was supposed to protect people. Instead, he preyed on them. Faced with overwhelming evidence, I'm very relieved for the victims in this case that David Carrick has entered guilty pleas to 49 offences. Detective Chief Inspector Ian Moore outside court. It means they won't have to face the ordeal of giving evidence to see justice served. Carrick was a serial rapist who seduced and then scared his victims into staying silent. Jaswant Nawal is from the Crown Prosecution Service. This is a man who relentlessly degraded, belittled, sexually assaulted 
and raped women. As time went on, the severity of his offending intensified as he became emboldened, thinking he would get away with it. And for 18 years he did. His crimes went undetected by the force he worked for, despite his behaviour being brought to its attention no fewer than nine times. This appalling incident represents a breach of trust. British Home Secretary Soella Braverman. And it's clear that standards and culture need to change. There are now calls for an inquiry as once again the Metropolitan Police is facing questions over its failure to root out criminals in uniform. On the way, Italian police catch one of the most wanted men in the world and Rihanna teases her fans with the prospect of new music, maybe. China's population has fallen for the first time since 1961. It's the country's first population decline since the Great Famine, which was triggered by former leader Mao's Great Leap Forward program. The announcement was made in a briefing by Kang Yi, who is the head of China's National Bureau of Statistics. China has 1.41 billion people, 850,000 fewer than at the end of the previous year. The natural population growth rate was minus 0.6 per thousand. China's birth rate has been declining for years, with the government introducing several policies to reverse it, such as encouraging more married couples to have children. And it scrapped its decades-long controversial one-child policy in 2015. The demographic decline raises concerns about economic growth in China. And last year, the UN predicted that India would overtake China as the world's most populous country this year. To Italy and one of the world's most wanted men, a godfather of the Sicilian mafia, Matteo Messina Denaro, has been arrested by police. He's considered the boss of the much-feared Cosa Nostra criminal organisation and has been on the run for three decades. And when he was caught while visiting a hospital in Palermo, people stood and clapped in the streets. Today, January 16th, 2023, members of the Carabinieri's Special Operations Group... Major General Pasquale Angelo Santo arrested fugitive Matteo Messina Denaro inside a health facility where he had gone to undergo clinical therapies. Denaro had been sentenced to life in prison while on the run for dozens of murders, including that of anti-mafia prosecutors, as well as his role in bomb attacks in Florence, Rome and Milan in 1993. He's also accused of organising the kidnapping and murder of a 12-year-old boy to stop his father giving evidence against the mafia. The boy was held for two years before being strangled, his body dissolved in acid. The Italian Prime Minister says his capture is a major blow to organised crime. It's time to get the sports news now with John Jackson, who will answer the question of when Cristiano Ronaldo will make his Saudi debut. Cristiano Ronaldo will finally take to the football pitch in Saudi Arabia following his move to Al Nasser this week against probably the last person he imagined. His longtime rival Lionel Messi will lead Paris Saint-Germain in a friendly match against a Riyadh ST11, who will be captained by, you guessed it, Cristiano Ronaldo. The 37-year-old will lead the team made up of players from Saudi sides Al-Hilal and Al-Nasser in what will be the latest chapter of the celebrated global football rivalry. 
The lineup also features Saudi internationals Salim Aldassari, who scored in the shock group stage win over Argentina in last year's FIFA World Cup, and Saud Abduhamid. The highly anticipated game will take place in Riyadh on Thursday, with ticket requests reported to be just under 2 million. Ronaldo is then set to make his first competitive appearance in the Saudi Pro League on Sunday when Al Nasser hosts Al Etifak. It's been 2,190 days. Wait, what? That long? Six years since the nine-time Grammy. In case you're wondering... Rihanna, you're teasing us. I mean, quite literally. That's a trailer for her upcoming halftime Super Bowl show on social media, where she acknowledges it's been a while since she released some new tunes. Technically, there has been new music since her hit 2016 album, Anti. She's guested on a few songs and Lift Me Up from the Black Panther soundtrack is favourite for an Academy Award. But let's be honest, it's about time we got a new album from her. An Australian woman has arrived in Melbourne after completing a marathon a day for 150 days, breaking the world record in the process. Ekana Murray Bartlett began her odyssey at Cape York, which is the northernmost point of mainland Australia, making her 6,300-kilometre journey a top-to-toe trip. After missing out on making it to the Tokyo Olympics, Murray Bartlett set out to fulfil another lifelong dream, taking in the sights of Australia's east coast in the process. To compensate for how much energy she was using up, she ate four or five big meals a day and was constantly snacking, so much that she got tired of eating. Yet, she still lost weight. As for her feet, well, they swelled up half a shoe size and she raced through ten pairs. In addition to the plaudits Murray Bartlett gets, she also raised more than 100000 Australian dollars for the conservation charity The Wilderness Society. Unsurprisingly, she said she'd probably been bitten by everything under the sun, including ants, spiders and mosquitoes. And this being Australia, that could mean any of the Argentine ants the black house ant the bull ant the carpenter ant and that's your australian ants. insect recap on the world in 10 from the times of london on tuesday the 17th of january this podcast from the times is brought to you in partnership with google podcasts